Welcome to Van Gogh Notes for On Cooking, 4th Edition, by Sarah R. Labinsky and Alan M. Hawes. Chapter 1. Professionalism. Section 1. Big Ideas. It's hard to imagine that every generation and era hasn't had an Emeril, a Mario, a Lydia, or a Julia. In fact, the history of the professional chef and of restaurants began fairly recently, during the 18th and 19th century. The French claim that the first modern restaurant opened in Paris in 1765, and so followed several other restaurants during the succeeding decades. The French Revolution had significant effect on this new and emerging industry because it allowed the public to benefit from the skills and creativity of the highly trained chefs of the aristocracy. During the 19th century, more restaurants opened in France, and with that came the introduction of innovative and delicious cuisines. The first, Grande Cuisine, created and perfected by Antonin Carême, consisted of dozens of courses of food, elaborately prepared and presented. You may have seen such a banquet depicted in movies such as Babette's Feast. Carême could also be considered a forefather of the modern cookbook. He was the author of many important books on the culinary arts, each describing the many dishes he created and his unique way of presenting and serving them. Many restaurants soon opened in Europe and America. The first internationally renowned chef, Charles Ronhofer, was from the infamous Delmonico's in New York. His encyclopedic book, The Epicurean, published over 3,500 of his recipes. The dining room in London's Savoy Hotel was another fine restaurant of that period. Its preparation and service techniques were perfected under the guiding eye of César Ritz and Auguste Escoffier. The aristocracy of London frequented the Savoy Hotel at that time, so the recipes and themes adopted by Ritz and Escoffier supported their clientele's desire for the finer things in life. The latter is credited with the creation of classic cuisine, which emphasizes the refined preparation and presentation of the finest ingredients. Let's talk about a type of cuisine that may be more familiar. As beautifully presented as classic and grande cuisine, nouvelle cuisine was popularized in the mid-20th century. The difference is that this food was simply prepared, using lighter, more natural flavors. A reflection of the health boom of the time, complicated, rich dishes were rejected in favor of dishes that emphasized healthful eating. The ingredients in these dishes were fresh and of the highest quality. Presentation was spare and elegant. Food was referred to as clean. The concept of fresh, simple food has continued to be a popular one. As Americans have become more aware of cultures outside their own borders, they have also become aware of the many culinary possibilities available to them. Two trends that have developed from this knowledge are New American Cuisine and Fusion Cuisine. New American Cuisine stresses the use of locally grown fresh produce and high-quality ingredients prepared to emphasize the natural flavors of these ingredients. Alice Waters is credited with introducing this new philosophy when she opened Chez Panisse in Berkeley, California. This concept spread in popularity, and farmers and chefs combined efforts to make more difficult-to-find specialty ingredients more readily available. But what is fusion cuisine? It is a delicious blending of ingredients and preparation methods from different ethnic, regional, and national cuisines, combined in one spectacular dish. Manhattan's China Grill 
is a fantastic example of an eatery made famous for their superb fusion cuisine. Their combination of familiar American favorites, like mashed potatoes and steak, blended with the exotic flavors of Asia and India, made this restaurant a highly successful hotspot. How does this wonderful variety of ingredients and cuisines make it from the farm to the table? The changes in the way we cook, the types of cookware we use, where our heat source comes from, how we control the temperature of that source, how we refrigerate and store food, have all changed and improved as advancements in technology have been made. And there have been many throughout the centuries. Developments in food preservation and storage were equally as important. From the simplest canning techniques to the first mechanical refrigerators and freezers, these things that we may now take for granted in our own kitchens paved the way for easier, safer preparation, cooking, and storage of food. Along with that, advancements in agriculture, especially in the areas of fertilizers and pesticides, have allowed farmers to provide consumers with larger, healthier crops. Like most industries, if a food service operation wants to run smoothly and efficiently, it must be well organized. Let's get into the heart of any kitchen operation, the kitchen staff, often called a brigade. There is a distinct hierarchy in the professional kitchen. In a kitchen brigade, each worker is assigned a specific task or tasks, usually related in some way either by cooking method, type of equipment being used, or the type of food being prepared. There are two types of kitchen brigades. The first is the classic kitchen brigade, which is a system employed by large restaurant kitchens. The second is an abbreviated version called the modern kitchen brigade. It's based on the same principles as the classic system, but utilizes a more streamlined number of regular staff members and their functions. Chapter 1 describes the function of each job in great detail. We will review the names and functions of each of those workers in the key terms section of this review. A professional chef must be prepared to identify, purchase, utilize, and prepare many different foods. A culinary program will provide the basic knowledge needed to help make educated decisions in these areas. But like anything you learn in a classroom, and especially as a professional chef, the real fun comes when you get to practice what you've learned. That is the end of this section.